Good morning, sunshine. Hola. How we doing, sir? I'm good. How's pregnant life? It's good to me. I ain't carrying nothing. This is gonna be the the bad. The, he's gonna feel best during this this time. This trimester. When she hits that third trimester, it's all just downhill. So enjoy well, this. <laughs> enjoy it now. Yeah. <laughs> Drop. <laughs> well, he better get well acquainted with watching the Powerpuff Girls and, and Hey Arnold because that's what we watching right now. I want to ask you, 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 uh, you saw all the, the new shows that Disney Plus announced for Marvel? The only one that interested me was the fact that they're bringing back like the X-Men cartoon. Yeah, I, I, they, I thought that was the one that you were going to be you're gonna be in on. If they did anything, if they, they need to finish Spider-Man animated series and Spider-Man Unlimited. But we've been on that daggum cliffhanger for they decided They decided years. instead of doing that, give us the Tom Holland, Peter Parker freshman year. Who asked for that? I don't know. I mean, they can, uh, it'll be fine, I guess. But like, enough people need to get online and be like, yeah, I would rather, than, I would definitely rather than finish Spider Man Unlimited. Like, and then the regular Spider Man, like those two cartoons over everything. I've been reading fan fiction for Spider Man Unlimited for like, like since I've been a teenager. And like, the, it just got canceled because it couldn't compete with Pokemon and Digimon back in the early 2000s, which sucked. So you telling me y'all aren't excited for Home Sweet Home Alone? No, no one cares about that <laughs> stuff. I'm over here trying to live my childhood out again with my own child. So if I can get him stuck on like all the stuff that I was watching and then they come out with more cartoons, we can watch that in more cartoons together. As long as they uh, come out with another season of Mighty Ducks and uh, what was that basketball one where he coaches right, the that basketball team. one was trash. That basketball nah. one was trash. Nah, <laughs> was I so fully watched that one because I watched that. It's you because it's you. Like the Mighty Ducks one. Nah, yeah, I watched that one just because like the Mighty Ducks was like was the 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 coldest Disney live action Disney movie when we was growing up of all time. But that basketball one, that was so fake. Y'all can judge me, but I watched uh, High School Musical, the series also. We I know you lit. did, bro. We know, we yeah. know you did. Anyways, let's get into what we're really supposed to be here for. Welcome into Off The Cuff Sports. Hope you guys had a good week. We got a lot to get into. We'll start as we always do with the Distress Club. Who's, in, who's out, fellas? The Big 12. <laughs> yeah, their one shot of going to the playoffs is gone now. Beyond the playoffs, <laughs> they're going to the SEC soon and they're looking real bad coming into it. <laughs> but yeah, down goes Texas and down goes Oklahoma. What do you got, Solo? Ugh. I mean, Lamar's took mine. I, I stayed up and watched that Kansas 
that Kansas game. They I called it an upset. Able. I don't know. I don't know if you can call beating Texas anymore an upset. Yeah, and they almost beat Oklahoma too. That was the fun part about it too. So, I mean, <clears throat> all in all, they you should have never been Spencer Rattler. He almost brought those guys back, but. Oklahoma's one downfall is their running game. And when they can't run the ball, they can't throw the ball. Honorable mention um, to the Ravens. They lost this week to a backup QB in Miami who ended up getting injured and they had to put in another injured QB to replace him um, in Tua. And they just, they look terrible for a team that should be contenders in the AFC. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I definitely think another team in there should be the Knicks. You know, they looked, they looked like they were going to be a solid team in the beginning of the season, and now now they just don't know what happened. I mean, somebody's sleeping with somebody's girlfriend or something, and it's just, like, it's just, just not there anymore. I don't know what happened before, what happened. What was happening now? It's just two different teams in the course of a week and a half. Um, part of it is the team wasn't good to begin with, but you know they had a fluky year last year, and everybody expects them to come back and be better than what they were now that they have Kimba. But you know, yeah, but that first—I mean, that that you know, the, the first week of the season, they looked like they were actually going to be something. I mean. They beat Milwaukee by 15. They were looking real good, and then they just the switch got turned off. Uh, but with that, we'll get into more of the college football uh, landscape today. Um, <clears throat> uh, Solomon, are you is your heart rate back down again? After yesterday's game, for y'all, which which one? The Bama game. I mean, it was New Mexico State. Yeah, like, but you beat them the way you're supposed to beat them. Yeah, finally, where we complete, like we score on our, all of our drives. Yeah, you know, in the first half, oh, it was nice. Tennessee gave me a little bit of hope, and then all of a sudden, of course, they bought them out. And Georgia finally scored. A decent amount of points against somebody. And but it was like Georgia hasn't. Y'all act like Georgia hasn't scored that much this year. I mean, they, but it was they haven't been a high-powered offense for sure. Again, unless playing yeah. trash teams. And it was Tennessee. So I, I think that's that's a good sign that the offense is starting to figure out who they are. Um, unfortunately for for Solomon. You know, that, that well, it's not unfortunate for me. If it's not Bama, it'll be Ohio State. Unless Michigan beats Ohio State, then yeah, they win a national title. I'm I'm calling it. That's that is my those are my bold predictions. Mm-hmm. If we beat them, we'll be fine. And then if we lose to them, Ohio State will wind up winning the Natty this year, and we'll stop discounting Ryan Day. And then Kirby Smart will be like, "Dang, bro." I just can't get over the hump. Let me go back and work for Nick Saban. So you're calling it now that Georgia's going to lose in the national championship. 
No, I say that if they lose in the SEC title game, if they lose in the SEC title game, I can see Bama going one. Yeah. And then Oregon being two, Georgia being three, Ohio State being uh no no no. I said that wrong. Whatever no, that's right. brings it. No, no, no. That's right. What is it? Yeah. They Oregon wouldn't, they wouldn't put two. Ohio State ahead of Oregon. Yeah, Ohio State would be four because they're not going to repeat Georgia, um, Bama. Bama, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be Bama versus uh, Ohio State. That would be beautiful. No, it Just really to get <laughs> No, it wouldn't. Uh, but here's what I can see them honestly doing if that happens. Like, they'll put it to where y'all would play Ohio State first. And then we would play Oregon, some way somehow. They would they would discredit Oregon's record, even though that they're three. If if Ohio State finds a way to to catapult, they'll put Ohio State at two, and then put what's his name at three, and then put Oregon back down at four, or some way. I don't know how it would work out. I can't see them playing Bama back to back, but I also can't see them letting us play. Ohio State first. I think that you'll see Ohio State in the first round. I mean, I could see that happening only because Ohio State's resume outside of that head-to-head loss would be ten times better than Oregon. Oregon's, you know what I mean? That and that's the thing. Yeah. I think that that's better for TV. Watching y'all play Ohio State, and if you beat Ohio State, you get a chance to take on Bama again. Just like when you played when y'all when we uh, did played against. Uh, when y'all put against Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. But That's the best case that. scenario. <clears throat> That's the best case scenario for me. <laughs> because then we get the chance to play Ohio State. A good chance of playing Ohio State in the, nat- in the natty. But then you have Michigan lucks up and they win, which I want them to. Then you guys playing Michigan, you'll pulverize Michigan because Michigan can't score. I don't, I don't see Michigan beating Ohio State, though. I do. It's possible. It's not likely, but, like, it's this is the best opportunity that they're going to have. Yeah, if, like, if, if, if that's like that's what I said. If 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 uh, Harbaugh doesn't win Big 12, Big 10, and uh, make the, the playoff, he's done. Like, if he can't do it this year, he's not going to do it. You know... I don't think he can do it, but another, I guess, opinion on it, if he can't do it, who can? So would firing him actually be beneficial to Michigan at this point because of how large that gap is? At well, it, it, exactly. it, it, it would depend on whether they want him in the building anymore, if they feel like they just need a fresh voice. Because Harbaugh, we've seen before, Harbaugh burns people out. That's why he left Stanford to go to the NFL, and that's why after four or five years at San Francisco, he left there and went to Michigan. So, I mean, it's it's going to be – you're right. I mean, uh, you know, he may have taken Michigan as far as it can possibly go at this point, but – so, you know, if you just – if people aren't listening to him in the building, you know, if, or if they just – they, him and the AD are not getting along and then he's going to be going regardless of whether they think someone else can really do better 
they don't want to deal with him anymore. There's a difference. Even though I still can't see them letting them go like at all. I still think that like, you know, being, being Ohio State definitely like justifies the extensions this year. But if he doesn't lose, like like I said, there's no suitor out there that can that's going to be able to get them over the hump. I, I I think that he's the right person for the job. He's just going to have to get out of this. No, what, what's going to happen? Mindset. An analyst out at Alabama for you know four years, and then next big head coach job that opens up, he's going to get it. But I still stick with what Lamorris is saying. There's no like you can let him go, but there's nobody there that's going to be able to give you what you want outside of him. And if you look at like think, I guess the top coaching candidates for like a LSU or USC, they're two teams that are in the Big Ten right now with Mel Tucker and James um, Franklin, and you know they can't even get it done. Mm-hmm. So. Is there really a, a good option? I think James Franklin is gonna is is not gonna go anywhere. I think James Franklin is gonna be there for 20, another twenty years. That's kind of how Penn State works. I doubt that. If if I, he's smart, he gets out of there. I go to I go to USC because it's like if he can replicate what he did, it's like he can win the he can win the Pac twelve every other year. The Pac twelve sucks outside of Oregon and Oregon. The Pac twelve is terrible. I think he's perfect for it. And if he can keep LA kids in LA, that's the question. I, mean, I don't say anything wrong, but like, I just, you know, I think it might be better than to believe. I think you're right. But at the end of the day, I think that's just not how Penn State works. Uh, they're going to have, let him have his up years and down years. And, you know, as long as he continues to be competitive and, you know, finds a way to push through and make a playoff once or twice in the next five years, he'll stay there for a long time. But which but way also, is easier to make the playoff, though? Is it easier to make the playoff in the Big Ten, the Pac-12? You're right. Right. Also, I'm, I'm not saying you don't make sense. I'm just, I'm just looking at the reality and how things work at Penn State. Um, James Franklin uh, fired his agent in the middle of the year, this year. You don't fire your agent unless there's some sort of move that you want done. Um, And I just, I, you know, I think he's done everything that he could possibly do at Penn State. Um, Yeah. You know, I, I just see him leaving. I don't see why he would stay at this point when he has a chance to go to a USC or LSU. Because he's made all the money in the world that he can make at Penn State. And yeah, Penn State is a safe, it's a safe job as long as you do a good job. But I mean, it's just like what we were saying, like with those other guys, if if he takes the risk and he goes to USC and he makes the Pac-12 championship in his first two years, which is very possible with the talent that he has on his roster. It's like and it's it's another name thing that he can that he's going to be able to he can pull in. You should be able to recruit at USC without having to work hard. Just your yeah, name gets you recruits. Yeah, definitely that. And like I said, at Penn in Pennsylvania, 
you don't have many football players in Pennsylvania. So you're competing with Ohio and Michigan for Ohio kids. You're competing with West Virginia for, I mean, you're competing with West Virginia and Virginia for Virginia kids. Like very few kids are going to come from Florida to go play at Penn State just because of the name. Now you look at that at USC, like all that changes. It, when you're in California, football-wise, the only realistic team that you have to compete against is UCLA. And Brian Kelly sucks. Jeff Kelly. So, Jeff Kelly, whatever his name is. But they both suck, but I digress. <laughs> uh, you can you can recruit against that guy, against Chip. I mean, it, he hasn't been able to turn UCLA around, and UCLA is never going to fire him because it's like, he keeps them relevant. He beat LSU this year, so he's fine for another two years. And that, that's the thing. He 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 turned Oregon into a relevant program, and he started with less there than he did at UCLA. And he can't turn UCLA into what he had at Oregon. So, um, there's, you know, there's definitely, you know, it's. I don't know how much higher he can take that program than he already has. What's crazy is he turned Oregon around and now he's competing with Oregon and mm -hmm. he did so well of a job that his impact has lasted, you know, really all the way through. Well, why why can he recreate that again? What's different at UCLA than what's at Oregon? The biggest thing that's different is uh, where, like, where he was getting most of his kids at Oregon. So when he was at Oregon, he was getting most of his kids from Washington, Oregon, Arizona, and then somewhat delving into that Michigan, and then somewhat delving into the California kids. In UCLA, like, I don't think that you're going, like, your, your biggest thing that you have to win is you have to win Los Angeles, okay? And now that the SEC is tapping into the, that revenue of kids, like, I don't think that he'll ever win that. And then Oregon is so good right now still that he can't go back and tap into where he was when he was at Oregon because where would you want to go if Oregon, the number three team or the number two team in the nation, offers you a spot and then UCLA. So, like, I don't think that he's ever going to be able to replicate it until he's able to win his recruiting battle. But I think he's still, he's still super smart. He's still a capable coach. But Jimmy's and Joe's outdo X and O's any day of the week. And and the thing with UC, with UCLA, you're in such a densely populated area, you can't really like develop your facilities like you could at Oregon or you know places like Alabama or Georgia where you've got space to build these impressive facilities. You just don't. You can't. You there's nowhere to put it. When you're in Los Angeles. That is very true. You're already little brother. In your own town you you can't there's nothing you can do to put yourself above usc so i, I just so. think he hasn't recruited those athletes yet as soon as um chip kelly gets the athletes that he had at oregon to come to ucla he'll be fine but you know, DTR is not that QB that Marcus Mariota was, or even um, if you look at Darren Thomas, um, I forgot that um, Speedy, I think he, it was a either a running back or a wide receiver, 
that they had and he was like the fastest in the game at the time at Oregon. That, that was the Anthony Thomas, I believe. Okay. Well, Michael Jackson. I mean Or uh yeah, I know who you're talking about, Solo. But that guy, um, you know, until he gets those types of players at UCLA, um, he's going to be, you know, a 500 team. He'll make it to a bowl game, but nothing special. Yeah, but but can he get those guys to come to UCLA? No, <laughs> no. That's the that's that's the that is the answer. Like no. Like if he was at USC, yes. Like that. If I'm him, I don't, bro. I'm wanting to go to USC. And completely honest, like because you can get the athletes he needs. They're already at USC, minus the quarterback that you need. In all honesty, but I UCLA, that, there. huh? So I don't even think they're at USC right now. Uh, I mean, if, I'm just saying, if we're being realistic, like, go and look at USC's roster. Like, I got them pulled up right now. You got, you know, five-star, five-star, five-star. Kids that can – these two kids right here, wide receiver, 6'4", 163. You got the these two backs right here that run five fours and four four. I mean, sorry, four fours and four fives, respectively. Like, you got the speed off the edge in order to make your offense work. The quarterback is what's the issue at USC. Like, I don't think that USC has had a black quarterback, like, in its existence. Um, not trying to be racist, but, I mean, I haven't seen many dual-threat white quarterbacks in my life. You just saw one beat Tennessee, but, you know. Bro, I really feel like I can <laughs> beat Ben, ben Stetson in a, 40, in a 40 going backwards. Like legit, okay. and I have a bad back. I have a bad back at twenty eight, and I really feel like I can beat Stetson Bennett going backwards. Like there's no, there's no freaking doubt in my mind. Nah, but USC's roster isn't terrible, but they don't have any top players. They have um, those two five stars and Corey Foreman and um, whoever Brew McCoy is. I don't even know him. What are, are those um, guys gonna gonna dip? Uh, go somewhere else when the season's over. But see, I think with those guys that right now, U.S. like, man, the one thing that we have ignored is that USC and UCLA have become places where, like, five-star athletes as freshmen, they know that it's like, yeah, we may not win natties, but I can show my talents early on because these coaches need me in order to try to win games. So it's like, I don't think that they go anywhere unless it's like a viable option for them to go and play and win big and then go to the league. Because a lot of times they're like, okay, well, I'll just stay here and put up decent numbers, go and show out at the combine and go in the first or second round <clears throat> rather than go to transfer to Bama or transfer to Georgia or wherever and then have to sit out and like wait and learn behind somebody and then wait till like my junior, maybe my senior year to get a chance. So I think that the talent well, I mean, will stay. I can't say that, but like that receiving core, George is pretty depleted right now. How many of those guys are gonna be back next year? And plus, you can transfer and be eligible immediately if you lose your head coach. So they can transfer at the end of the season. If they want to, but they're still not those type of guys. Um, that would transfer to a Georgia or Alabama to get immediate playing time, regardless mm. of, you know, what Georgia's losing. Um, 
I just think uh, they're in a bad situation in general in terms of rebuilding until they get some sort of consistency. Well, I mean, and the biggest thing is that no matter what you do, like you can, we can sit over here and talk about rebuild, all that fun stuff. Like they can't, they're not keeping California kids in California anymore. Like that's just not going to happen. Like you would need like a freak accident to happen to where somehow, some way they win big or they like somehow win a national title. And then that jolts to keep the California kids in California. If you can't keep your home state kids in there, there, there's no way that you're going to win, period. Well, at least they, um, I guess, in the state of California going forward, they did sign the number one player in the state of California. But the only issue is <laughs> he's number one, and then they don't have another signing until seven, uh, the 17th overall player. Yep. All right, so let's move on. Play a little prediction game. Um, what said? Let's move on. Like we ain't, <laughs> like we ain't already came up with another topic. But this man went away and had to grab his kid. Golly, what are we talking about then? We're just playing. We ain't came up with nothing. We just wanted to give you a hard time. All right. Well, let's predict the top ten uh, for Tuesday with the rankings. Like the top four is going to stay the same. Top four stays the same. I think Cincinnati moves up to wait. Cincinnati was at what? They're at five. five? They'd say the same. Five. Five. I think they stay five. Oh God, who'd be six? No. Ooh, honestly, 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 I take that back. I think Michigan moves to five. Since he goes After to six, a tough, tough. A struggle win against Penn State? Because, bro, the they, they, like Penn State's, to me, to me now, Penn State's resume, it qualifies you for a struggle win. Like, they took Ohio State three quarters. I mean, like, the fact that they've lost games, I mean, I, I still think that they're a better team. And Cincinnati's over here. You got a struggle win against Penn State, and they struggled against who? South Florida? So I think Michigan goes to five. I think yeah. Cincinnati is six. I think Michigan State goes to six, goes to seven. Uh, who's eight, nine, or ten? Notre Dame would move to eight. Notre Dame, yeah. They'd move to Notre eight, Dame, Oklahoma, and then uh, I guess maybe Oklahoma State at, at nine. Where are they now? I think they were like 11 or something like that. Let me pull it up. So yeah, Oklahoma State was 10. So they would probably move up to nine. Uh, A&M lost. So they're going to drop back. Baylor might jump to 10. They were at 12. They might. They were at 13 and they, they should jump, and jump over Wake Forest. And Texas A&M lost, right? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so they're going to... Yeah, they're going to jump up all the way to the top 10 at least. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Baylor over Oklahoma State. Yeah, I could see that too. But Baylor's got two losses. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably what's going to be on Tuesday. Um, 
move on. Uh, so Odell uh, got signed, um, and I'd have to say it's the probably the best and worst situation for him possibly because as far as opportunity to be successful, there's nowhere else he could be more successful. But my issue is if he can't be successful here, he's not going to be successful anywhere. That's true. You know, it really worked out for him. And I guess for the Rams also, because Robert Woods ended up getting hurt um, for the season this week. So they're down a wide receiver, but you're replacing him and his production with Odell. Um, That's going to put the Rams at a a good spot. They've already added Vaughn Miller. Um, Their defense will be absolutely ridiculous. And now their offense is kind of catching up. But imagine um, being Matt Stafford last year or for your entire <laughs> career. He's living his playing. best life right now. <laughs> yeah, you've been playing on trash teams in Detroit, and now you're on essentially a Super Bowl contending team oh, yeah. in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So, Who is trending up and who's trending down as far as the NFL goes right now? Who's staying, the, staying exactly where we thought they would be since the beginning of the season? Trending up who's trending up right now um i would say the titans titans are trending up um, the falcons are trending up too right now I, uh, <laughs> from where they were we, we let's 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 be let's put it into perspective relatively they are trending up it isn't about how they're comparing to other teams as far as where they were where they were expected to be and where they are now that's what we're looking at into in each team in a vacuum I mean, in a vacuum, I expected them to be picking around 10 to 15 spot in the draft. And that's probably about where they'll end up going. But um, Some people are projecting them to get 10 wins this season. That's pushing it. Mm. I could see nine. I guess they're going nine and eight. Yeah. Be like the first team out of the playoffs. Um, I think if I looked at it correctly, if they started the playoffs today, um, the Falcons would have been in at that seven spot. So, interesting stuff. Uh, the Cowboys. Um, I think they're trending down. If, yeah, if they lose today, they're granted the rest of the NFC least is terrible, but um, well, they'll be they not in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, they knocked out in the first round. By like whoever the AFC West, not AFC, the, whoever the NFC West non-conference, non-division champ is. So like the second best team or the third best team, because there's, well, actually no, there's only two good teams really in the AFC, in the NFC West this year. All right, I have a question. Yeah. Who do y'all think is going to win the AFC West? AFC. <laughs> Honestly, I would put money on Denver. Really? By default. Because <laughs> I can't figure out the Chiefs. Raiders are, they've got too much distraction to be able to win a division right now. And then. Chargers. Chargers. Potentially. Oh, Chargers. I don't know. Maybe. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, probably the Chargers. I, I, I forget who's in the West sometimes. We don't pay attention to them. So uh, we'll move on. The 
college basketball season started. Uh, what is your predictions for this year? Who's our favorites? Who's gonna, you know, just shit bed? What do you guys got? But oh, North Carolina almost lost to Brown last night. So I'm out on them. Duke looks good in their first two wins. Um, the ACC looks really bad outside of Duke, maybe Wake. You go to the SEC. The SEC is going to be the best league for basketball this year, especially with Bama being ranked, Kentucky being ranked, Auburn being ranked, Arkansas being ranked. I'm missing one more. Georgia. Georgia is nowhere close to being ranked in basketball. But I think that like when tournament time comes, way too early predictions, you'll see four teams, four to five teams from the SEC make the tournament. You'll see three teams from the ACC. You'll see four teams from the Pac-12. You'll see... Um, Who's the other one? And more than likely, three teams from the Big Ten. Big 12, the only only team in the Big 12 that looks like they're going to be relevant is is Texas. That's about it. I can see the Big Ten competing with the SEC um, in terms of... I can see it, but I mean, I don't... As far as like... Like major wins outside of the Big Ten, the only two teams on the, in the Big Ten that look like they're going to be able to do anything is Michigan and Ohio State, basketball wise. Purdue, who? Purdue. Purdue is not doing anything in basketball. Their their guard play is super weak. Unless they do something as far like changing, like the way that they play, I'm not really high on them. Now Big Twelve, I think the Big Twelve will outshine. The Big Ten. You have West Virginia, who's really good. Um, you also have, like I say, you got Texas. I like Penn State more than I like Purdue to be complete. Not Penn State, uh Kansas State. Sorry. Kansas State more than I like Purdue. And then uh to wrap it all up, you still got Oregon, not Oregon State, but Oklahoma State. That looks really good. On top of Oklahoma. So you got some really good wow. teams out there. I still like Duke to to win everything, it being Coach K's last season and all. Texas already lost. Um, it's going to be an uphill journey for them to prove themselves. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I've lost all hope. And I saw, I saw North Carolina, and I understand this is going to be, this is, what's his name's first year as a head coach. Um, these aren't his recruits, uh, but if you look at the guys that he's already recruited for next year's class, to come, that's coming in, it's not really that good. Not by North Carolina standards. Their highest touted player that they have coming in is a three-star from Alabama, and Will Shaver, who I've saw play. He's good. He's not North Carolina good, like by any stretch of the imagination. He's not that good. Um, so it's just going to be real interesting. I really do think that, like, your final four is going to consist of a SEC team, 
an ACC team, an at-large team, and then give me a Big 12. And I'll stick by that to the end, very end. Might have been Gonzaga. Go ahead. I like Gonzaga. Gonzaga's always a, always a safe pick to, to make it the final four. Gonzaga is super highly overrated. When you are going and you're in the mountain, not mountain west, you're on the in the West Coast Conference, and you have to be what is it, Sandy? Not San, not even San Diego. The University of San Diego, not San Diego State. The University of San Diego can win, can be in your conference final. You lose all credibility with me. I'm sorry. They already beat Texas. I I could care Dude, less at this point. It's it's Chris Bird's first year at Texas. Give give him time. I like this is my boy Drew Timmy. I think he's going to be um, top draft pick coming up this year. So, uh, yeah. Uh, at least top 10. Gonna... Top 10, not number one. Top 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everybody, like, I mean, I might be wrong, but I can see Gonzago make the tournament just because they, they're they going to win the at, like, they'll win the at-large bid because they'll win the West Coast Conference. And even if they lose the West Coast Conference by some miraculous feet of mediocrity they'll have enough quality wins in order to make the tournament outright but i can't see gonzaga with the way that they're constructed right now getting past the sweet 16 this year chad holenbachem or hola hola home i don't know what his last name is he's a good player he's not good enough to carry those guys all the way through it's my opinion He's just too skinny. Like, I'm afraid for him. Like, legitimately, like, he's going to go up against somebody with some weight to him, and he's going to get body checked and fall and break some bones. Like, legit. Well, he looks a lot like Mo Bamba when Mo Bamba was a freshman at Texas, but he's just a little bit more dynamic. All right. So, could we all agree that the Manning's the first fan of football or the closest thing we have to it? Yes. So yeah. uh, with that, who do we think is the first family of the other major sports? Baseball, uh, basketball, maybe soccer. Ooh, let's see. And when I say that, talking I don't mean about necessarily like the NFL, the NBA. Don't say the profession. I'm saying the sports as a whole. See, if we're being um, completely, completely, completely honest. Mm-hmm. And basketball, it's a two-way tie between – see, I feel bad. I can't say Curry anymore because, you know, his mama out there being a the thought. So, I mean, just by default, you can't say them. What, what's, that honesty, being, has, what's that, what's that got to do with being the first family of the sport? Because like, you can't be the first family of a sport and not be a family. Fair. Fair. They have to represent the so, brand. I, 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 okay. I think the first family in basketball is either the honor the Kumpos or it has to be the holidays. Even though, like, well, if you say it like that, it's got to be the honor the Kumpos. A close second would be the balls. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the honor the Kumpos for like just right now because there isn't any like lineage of like no. anybody from like the '80s, '90s that have like multiple kids. 
that they also played in the NBA either. So, yeah, and, and I'm going to go with something them. Something had to happen to, to Kobe and his daughter. That easily could have been the first family. Are we looking at just players or can we include front office? That's a different situation. That's a different story. Okay. Um, honorable mention for the NBA. Um, I know you don't want to put Curry's out there, but I would put the Curry's, but also um, Rick Barry and his kids. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's Rick Barry had four kids play in the NBA. Um, and then he has one other son who's in the G League. So, like, that's, I mean, they're not good, but, you know. They're not easily to be there. <laughs> but they're there. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made it there. Um, in soccer, yeah. it's going to have, you're going to have to do it, like, if that's hard. Because if you're talking about. Yeah, that's a global game. There is there isn't one in U.S. soccer. If you go to European soccer, you got the the Gleeches, which you know that's King Kenny from like Liverpool. He had kids that played soccer there. They were not as good as his father, but like because his father was like you know, like he won the Golden Boot. I want to say like three or four times. Uh, I'm trying to think. If you're talking about like soccer in South America and things like that. Oh my gosh. What's the oh what's the Argentinian's name? He just died like last year of a he had a brain hemorrhage. Uh one of y'all helped me. I know one of y'all know who this guy is. He won the gold he won the, the World Cup for Argentina back in the 80s. And it was literally because he he hit the ball. He hit it with like he had a handball. Anyway, that kid that man has Diego. Thank Diego. you. Diego, what? Maradona. Maradona. There you go. Diego Maradona. Thank you. Um, he has heck of children out of wedlock that are playing professional soccer. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that would be a close second, I would I would go with one of those two when it came to soccer. When you're talking about golf, I'm going to have to go ahead and say, even though it's super recent and too early to tell, I'm still going to go with Woods. I'm sorry. Like, Charlie looks like he's going to be his dad minus all the uh, all the sexual allegations. <laughs> I mean, he's got, I mean, he has a better swing than, than his dad does. Like, that is... That's like a computer simulation level swing. I mean, as long as he does that, I mean, as long as he sticks with it, I mean, and like stays away from other women. Just, just, you know what? Don't get married. Just be a hoe. Just, 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 just do it. Don't worry about it. Get married <laughs> later on in life. You know, I'm saying that's the right thing, but you know, don't worry about your image so much. Just have fun. Cause you're gonna get caught. Hmm. Now I'm not gonna be able to weigh in on baseball and soccer. Not I mean baseball and hockey. Yeah, so I don't know about you hockey. guys got that. I don't know I don't about know hockey. But um, for baseball, um, I would say there's a couple. 
the Molinas, so Benji, Yada, uh, Yadier, and whoever that other third brother is that I don't remember the name of, they get honorable mention because it for the amount of time that all three played. Uh, they played a long time. Um, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, senior and junior, and then Ken Griffey, uh, senior and junior. Yeah, the Griffey um, junior. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that one. The go outside of that. Uh, outside of that, I don't know how many others you want to throw in there. Um, there's not really a lot of, I guess, dominant family trees in baseball. Like there's there's players that played, but you know, only one is really good. Um, the Boone family, at least that was three generations. So like Brett Boone, um, Aaron Boone, and what's his name, Bob Boone and Ray Boone. So, you know, who really cares about? Yeah. And then uh, I think tennis is the Williams sisters. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I think that's it. Uh, I don't know about like cricket or, you know, anything like that, but. It's cricket. Who's the first family in water polo? I wish somebody with uh, a Polish last name. All right, uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about today? Unfortunately, Notre Dame is going to win out. I mean, they got Tech and then they got Stanford. Yeah, same with Georgia, unfortunately. <laughs> well, because I mean, next week, I mean, Georgia, Georgia Tech could be a threat to Notre Dame, but I think they're going to take this take this as this as a, a week extra week to get ready for Georgia because they want to. That's all they've got left this season worth worth doing is t- taking down Georgia and do what they do to be prepared for for Notre Dame and then focus most of the week on getting ready for Georgia and and you know looking ahead to that. I mean that that's really all they've got left. And then Stanford is you know not Stanford of you know. 10 years ago, so. You know what's crazy? Georgia Tech has three wins on the season. Yeah. Um, two of them, I can understand. So Kennesaw State yeah. and Duke. How in the world did they blow out UNC? I think it was the hype of playing Mercedes-Benz because they made one of their home games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and they were just live in there. That. That to me just makes no sense. No. But I mean, they they should have beaten Clemson. They were close to beating Clemson, and yeah. they, I mean, it literally came down to a goal line stand. The difference in that game, like they were literally half a foot from the goal line. Um, and then they they somehow lost to Northern Illinois. Uh, they would sure like that game back. Bad. And Miami. My, yeah, Miami's another one. And they should have won. They, they were beating BC by 14 midway through the second quarter yesterday, and they couldn't figure it out. Like, they're just they're just on the verge uh, of being a, a, an aggressively mediocre team. 
That's one way to put it. <laughs> I think that's the only way to <laughs> aggressively mediocre. They're, they're not there yet, but <laughs> they're on the verge of being aggressive mediocre team. That's some um, English right there. <laughs> speaking of aggressively mediocre, what do y'all think is going to happen at Florida? Well, he's, he's going to stay sure. another year. I think he's good. he'll get four games next year. He'll get four games. I mean, what's the, what is this? Is his third year there? It's like yeah, his I mean, this is like no, because he just got. I think he's gonna get the extension because, like, if we if we're honest, like he made it to the SEC title game last year and competed with Bama. This last year, this year right here has been a down year. Like he didn't have his quarterback all the way through the year. And they and still only lost to Bama by what? What was it? Two points they lost to Alabama? Two points. And and that's what they're going to, that's what he's going to go off of is like the fact that like he, like he has some pretty, like the, the South Carolina loss, it's pretty bad. But mm -hmm. if you go back and you look at their schedule, like they played Georgia, they played Bama, like they played the two best teams. So that's two automatic losses. But here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. It's not like these were guys that they that were added to their schedule. This these is a these are conference foes, and he was brought in to beat Alabama and to beat Georgia, and he did. Right. That's that. So, but, so I don't know if he can use that as an argument to to save his job. The only reason why I think you can use that as an argument to save your job is because, like you said, I, I feel like he's going to be like, well, if I were at full power, I would have been able to compete. I didn't compete with Alabama. I competed with Alabama and I didn't have my quarterback and we almost won that game. Um, like the uh, the only unexcusable one is South Carolina, but it's there like, I feel like you can, you can, I can accept that, you know, because out of all the other ones, you know, that's the only bad one that he really had to be completely honest. I guess my biggest issue with Florida, well, it's not an issue. I love the way they're playing right now. But you can't lose 40 to 17 to South Carolina, and you can't give up 52 to Sanford at home mm, yeah, on a game that you're game. supposed to be, that was a real bad you know. Of course, it was, I wouldn't say an easy win, but I mean, they scored 70, but, you know, Sanford is nowhere in the class of Florida or should be. Um, you know, you could explain an Alabama loss. You could explain a Georgia loss. It's cool. You could somewhat explain Kentucky or LSU because you were playing away. But these last two weeks kind of like, you know, I, I think that's going to seal his fate. You know, if, but if he beats Florida State, that, that's a notch in his belt. Which, I mean, it shouldn't be. But at the end of the day, it is it is the rivalry game, you know, and it will help him. But you know, if he gets that and he gets a bowl win this year, um, I can see what Solo's saying as far as he'll get the first couple games of next season, and if he's still trash, then he's gone. But that's like Georgia winning um, or going seven and five on the year, but being Georgia Tech. And you expect them to win the SEC? Like I, I don't think you should give him a pass just because he beat a below tier Florida State. 
I don't think we should, but that's this, kind of how, it, that's what's, that's things that they value. You beat your rival, yeah. you can save your job. And that's the thing crazy. about it is if he, yeah, because like, because if he loses to him, he's definitely going. He won't oh, get the four games there. No, he'll, he'll get if, fired he loses, if he loses them, he's out, 100%. Yeah, he, he needs to blow them out. But yeah, if he beats them, and like, you can't explain this, but like, he's going to have to like, in his first four games next year, he's going to have to, I mean, first four SEC games, he's going to have to go at least three and one. So I don't know what the schedule is for next year, but he better pray to God that it's like South Carolina, um, Missouri, uh, and two other like so-so guys. Because if he can go four and one or three and one or four and no in the SEC, I think he's good. But yeah. you know, people will give him a hard time for turning up against Sanford. It's like, bro, you have to. Like when you've gone on a losing streak like that, and you know that you need to beat a Florida State. You can't approach those kids like, oh, this is what we're supposed to do. Like, you got to celebrate the little victories as minute as they are so that when you get to that game, they do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah I think that's one thing that coaches need to kind of they – they get so obsessed about winning or losing, they forget that one of the key parts of being able to win is enjoy what you're doing, enjoy being out there. And, you know, if they just, they, yes, they should have beat Sanford by more, but at the end of the day, they, they pulled out a hard fought win against the team. You know, you should walk in that locker room. You shouldn't be an asshole. You know, that's just going to shut them down even more. But I just hope he doesn't have that same message or attitude um, tomorrow when the team meets to go over film and everything. If oh, no, you're no, still no, no. That's it. you 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 celebrate the win and then when the clock hits 12 a.m. you're done and you move on to the next thing. Yeah. So you break down all the defensive lapses, all the missed gaps, all the missed tackles and then after that, after that then uh we go and we're playing the next game. But yeah, no, it's like that's why people were they were getting on to them. It's like, bro, you got to be like you're still dealing with kids. Like until you graduate college, you're 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 a kid. Yeah. You're not an adult yet. And it's like kids are still frantic. Like they want to have fun. And if you go in there and like and you're treating them like employees instead of kids, bro, you're gonna you're gonna lose out on that every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, we'll move on to petty moment of the week. What do you guys have? Um. At the end of what was it, Baylor and Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, Baylor. That, that, that's the winner. You know, Baylor's already up by what seven? I think. No, they were by like ten. That. I think. Um, by ten, yeah. But three seconds left. You know, the fans had already rushed the field, and they had to, you know, get the fans off the field. Whatever. Baylor decides instead of kneeling. They wanted to kick the field goal to extend the lead um, with time expiring. Um, if that's not petty, you know, that, I don't know what the, is. The excuse but. was that it was a, it was for for, for potential tiebreakers down the road. Right, right. And like, I mean, but, but I also put that on the refs. I mean, there's three seconds left. The team with the ball is up by two scores. 
Nothing can be done to change the outcome of the game. Just wind the clock and be done once the, I mean, instead of trying to, because Oklahoma was in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, that no. game was over. <laughs> like, come, come, like, and then you're like, no, 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 you guys need to come back out here and, you know, basically experience losing again. With a thousand fans on the sideline waiting to rush the field again for the second time. But uh, yeah. Crazy. Uh, my petty moment is from a concert, it has nothing to do with sports. What is this lady's name? Jesus Christ, Sala. Keep it Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so disgusted. <laughs> And what I saw on Twitter yesterday. So, um, her name is, oh my gosh. I'm looking at it. Oh my gosh, I got to find it. I've been looking for it. So, here it is. Sophia Eurista. Okay, Sophia Eurista. Apparently, she is some sort of singer. Okay, she is having a concert and mid-concert calls a fan on the stage, okay? So typically when you call a fan on the stage and during a concert like that, you're an entertainer. You know, you sit them down, you may grind them a little bit, you know, blase, blase, they get up, they have a good time, okay? She decides to lay said fan on the ground and then decides to urinate on fan. <laughs> but wait, but wait, it gets better. It gets better. Instead of the fan getting up when he saw piss, he stayed and took what seemed to be like a gallon and a half of urine straight to the face but wait <laughs> I'm the editing all of this no, 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 let me do this <laughs> the absolute most petty part about all of it is that after the fan gets done taking all of that to his face he proceeds to scoop up leftovers and throw it into the crowd me? <laughs> if I was in the front row and you threw this on me, I'm sorry. And he was a pretty big guy. I don't care. You, one of us has got to die. And if, if I die, believe me, I'm going to kill you trying to do it in the process. I'm sorry. But here's the oh thing, Solo. God. Aren't you used to throwing piss on people? Pause. <laughs> He's got a family. Okay, let's I mean, move it's stuck on. <laughs> final thoughts, gentlemen. Final thoughts. Oh, man. In the great words of Riley Freeman from the Boondocks, when I see piss, I move. When she saw piss, <laughs> she stayed. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Pee in toilets, not on people.
That, is that your final thoughts there, Solomon? That, that's some wise words. Okay. Yes. Well, Morris, go ahead. Um, so, as we all know, the Braves finally broke the Georgia curse and everything. Well, um, I feel like the Georgia curse just got moved to Alabama. Um, Alabama's already lost to Texas A&M this year. And then Auburn loses a game that they were up 28-3. to And if that does not scream <laughs> curse, you know, I don't know what it is. So, uh, so look, count Weird. your days because uh, no, Alabama's losing that. No, here's the thing: we lost to a decent team. Auburn has ranked. been losing, huh? And ranked. Okay, but anyway, we lost to a decent team. Auburn, on the other hand, that curse has moved to Auburn's its own state. We don't claim them. That whole city, that little, what is it, 1,500 uh, square uh, miles, square foot radius, whatever it is, we don't claim them. That is the state of Auburn. The Auburn, yeah, it's the move because the curse is right there. It, it's basically Georgia. They might as well be. So, yeah, no, nah, don't bring, don't put that on Bama. Don't put that on us, sir. Auburn's in Central Standard Time. I, I would have given you a pass if they were like Phoenix City that was still in Eastern. But uh, <laughs> they're, they're Alabama. They're fully Alabama solo. Cap. All right. <clears throat> so final thoughts for me. Shout out to the Shiloh Generals for winning their first playoff game in 21 years. Um, and our head coach promptly going on the, the local Atlanta radio show on 929 The Game and saying and calling out the reporter for 27, 247 uh, Sports um, who said the job, called when the job was open uh, three years ago, um, said, called Shiloh one of Gwinnett's for worst. And uh, the Pollock, the David Pollock years are far behind them. Uh, so shout outs to, to them. Uh, next week we got Langston Hughes. So uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, beat Alex, who uh, actually won the state championship three years ago, I think. So not that far removed. I think Shiloh is the perfect example of it doesn't matter what you do all season. It's just winning when it matters. You could be five and six overall, but if you win your league and make it to the playoffs and win in the playoffs, well, here, here's the thing: golden. It's the the there's so few teams in six A and seven A that most regions. If you win three games, you go to the playoffs. If you just win the three three of your region games, you could lose every like we did. We lose. We lost every single out of region game that we played. To be fair, we played Westlake, um, and then we played three 7A teams when we we're a 6A school. So, um, and actually, we're pretty competitive against those ones. We lost by one point to Mountain View, a 7A school. We lost eight to nothing to Denmark, which is a 7A school, and lost by three points to our crosstown rival, uh, South, um, the school down the street. And uh, they made it to the playoffs in 7A. Uh, so. All things considered, and Westlake, uh, that's where uh, Cam Newton went, and uh, we were relatively competitive in that game. Um, we were down 14 nothing at halftime against you no know, top five team in the in the Region Six or Six A, 
Uh, so, you know, uh, and then we won four region games and was the, was the third seed coming out of a region. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the way they have this set up. You know, it's, I don't necessarily agree with it. You know how you can just, you know, you can have an you know, under 500 record, but you know, you, you can still make the playoffs and make it to the second round of the playoffs. So, you know, there's that, but, uh, go generals. Congrats, Costino. We'll see how it goes against Langston Hughes. With that, uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to say, anything else you want to throw out there, uh, we'll get out of here. Cam back to the uh, Panthers, and he is going to retire there. Yeah. Probably play this one game, and then he'll announce his retirement tomorrow. All right. We'll see you all next week. Come on, baby.